Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office financial planning strategies and tactics. Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office planning strategies and tactics. I'm MC Lobsch. I'm joined by Stephen Bell. Stephen, great to see you. Good to see you too. In today's episode, we're going to talk about charitable planning and how to kick government out of social programs. Stephen, what can you share with regards to charitable planning and how to kick these nasty governments out of our social programs? Well, um, I'll, I'll share with you a few things like there's I've had these conversations with families um, where it, charitable charitable giving means a lot of different things to different people. And it's very personable. And sometimes people think when, when you start to talk about philanthropy, they say, oh, they equate that with I write a check to an organization. I get 100 percent deduction like that's money. That's that that's the only way to do it. Um, when it comes to advanced planning and charitable planning, there's really a very different way to think about it. Um, the one way to think about it is I, I really prefer to kind of take it back and and try to go and try to say, don't go in with the same preconceived notions. Let's just talk about philosophy for a minute. Let's just uh, let me ask you a few questions about how you feel about these things first. And one is from a charitable. And, and by the way, there's no wrong answer. Like this is just to start to kind of create like a heat map of where you reside within the realm of what different charitable strategies exist, because they all are good in different ways. Um, so, so some of those questions are, you know, when you think about charitable impact, do you, are you, or charitable planning in general, what's a priority? Is it having your charitable dollars go to be, to be very impactful for a cause or for any, you know, any particular causes? Or is it, hey, I like it from a tax planning perspective. That's that's what's important to me. Okay. Is it something where you say, hey, I really, really would get a lot of joy out of seeing what's happening. So I want something that I can participate in. It's happening during my lifetime. That's important to me. Or is it, no, look, I don't care about being that involved. I want to be hands off. I would like it to be during my lifetime or hands off. It can be after my passing. All of those things are kind of important because they all, again, none of them are wrong. But as you start to say, here's what I want out of my charitable planning, it starts to identify what different things might fit. Um, and another thing that that is important on there is if if you do like the idea of being hands on, like something that you can participate in. Um, is it also something that you want a vehicle to engage the other generations? So that's a lot of times that that can be an important factor in uh, charitable planning for certain families. I want this to be something that I can use to engage and really um, get the the kids and grandkids engaged in the um, the same types of endeavors that I appreciate. So that's part of my legacy. Um, just pausing there for a second. One thing that you also have to think about is you have you have this capital that you have certain amount of control over. 
So your capital at your passing can go one of three places. It can go to your heirs, it can go to the IRS, and it can go to charity. Now, some of that you have some control over. <laughs> like you might sit there and go, well, great, I want 100% to go to my heirs and, or 100% to go to charity. And or I've never heard somebody say 100% to IRS, but there might be some people out there that feel that way. Um, you may not be able to control exactly 100% going to a bucket, but you can sit there and say, no, it's important to me that that we feed these two buckets and not that one. Um, and that that's that's an important factor, too, is to make sure you understand that, like, it's going somewhere. Which ones do you want to maximize and which ones do you want to minimize? There have been people that sit there and say it is really complicated. I'm going to pay my fair share of estate taxes or this or that. And the comment to that, too, is, look, if you really think that the that social programs address their core issues better than more transparent charitable programs that can address those, then then I guess that is probably your best route. What I've mostly found is that the only reason that the government gets involved in those programs is we haven't done a good enough job of of reducing the demand for them to do that. So by us funding organizations that are a lot more nimble and transparent and are addressing these social issues that that are important to people, um, we just take the demand away. The you know the government just responded to a vacuum in that space, and that's something that that um, is important. So. Think of it that way is like, hey, I, this is really important for me to to direct my dollars. What are some of the next things that people should yeah. be thinking about? Yeah. And then from there. So once you start to think about that, so it, this this plays into some of the other things that we've talked about where somebody this is definitely a category where somebody will say, I want to do X because my neighbor did X. So a foundation, I want a foundation because John has a foundation. Uh, you know, we sold our company together and he set up a foundation. I want to do that. Um, that is just one of a many things. Think of it like a cafeteria plan. There's many different ways that you can address it. And that's why the heat map is so important because you want to understand all of the things that are important to the family before you start to look at the solutions themselves. But to answer your question directly, some of those solutions might be setting up a foundation. It could be. That could be an answer. Um, there's donor advised funds that you should that you can donate to and have a strategy in place where as you do that, it's offsetting active taxes and we're as efficient as possible. So donor advised funds are great. And then there's different charitable trusts. So there's charitable remainder trusts, charitable annuity trusts, different ways that you can uh, donate to a charity and either receive an annuity back to yourself or they're getting funded with an annuity. And there's ways to do that multi-generational. There's things called pooled income funds. There's all these other different strategies that you can use and you can layer them on each other and try to address different things. And then there's always the the um, ever so popular, I'm writing a check to an organization, I'm funding something, um, uh, I'm doing it, in a, my alma mater is getting, getting funded. Um, so all of those things come into play. Most of that's during your lifetime, but even on the testamentary side. So when I say testamentary, I just mean at your passing, like what are your documents saying? Um, I would say even there, the the best thing that you can do is have have charitable endeavors funded as much as possible to eliminate any sort of an estate tax or transfer taxes that 
that you have at that time because you want the capital to get directed that way. So even at the at the um, at the tail end of things, uh, if you don't care about being actively involved, which is okay again, and you don't want your you don't want to be busy in it, make sure that there's testamentary objectives um, in your estate documents. Those are uh, there. I mean, there's so many choices right there, right? So um, there, that's a lot for people to think about. Yeah. Um, and then if you want, like, if they've worked through this and they've kind of have an idea, then the next step is obviously to explore this with your team, because uh, obviously there's mm-hmm. going to be legal frameworks that you need and structures, and then also you're going to need some some proper tax guidance and to see right. what's going to maximize uh, the most for you from a tax standpoint, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think when you're when you're looking at it as an overall strategy, it's very important to have the soft side of it addressed that makes sure that you're getting the fulfillment out of it that you want. Um, that is not to be overlooked. But then on the, the practical kind of tactical side, you want to make sure that you have some people that can that can um, uh, graph it out for you and say, hey, here's the impact that's going to have um, on, on your tax situation as well. Yeah. So if anyone would like to be connected with a specialist with it, because of all the different moving parts, a specialist in philanthropic planning, just reach out to me at Stephen at catalystadvisory.io. I have got those people in my network and um, I've, I've vetted them and worked with them. And I can tell you that there's some really good resources there and people that are very passionate about helping families put a plan together. Stevens also created a presentation where he shares premium finance life insurance and advanced planning strategy that can turbocharge your wealth transfer. You can access this presentation at familyofficesecrets.com. That's familyofficesecrets.com.